Turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verse 11. Luke 15 and 11. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possession with prodigal living. And when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land. He began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. That citizen sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly fill his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and despair, and I perish with hunger? I will arise, go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off. Tell your neighbor, he was a great way off. His father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Verse 22, but the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it. Let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. I want to talk to you today about the prodigal son. P-R-O-D-I-G-A-L, the prodigal son. Son, Say that after me, please. The prodigal son. You may be seated. What a fascinating story. The text implies, the Bible confirms, experience reveals that most people are a composite of many selves rather than just one self. In the text, the young man had to bring a self to himself to do the right thing. And before this, that self was out of touch with himself. And this fact made him make so many mistakes that he evaluated his behavior by saying to his father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. It was only when he got himself together that he was able to function, that he was able to survive. And then in 1 Samuel 30 and 6, in the King James Version, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. The New King James Version of the Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And this means that one self was down in the dumps, but another self reached out to God. That self and God came to strengthen 
and encouraged himself so that he was able to get up and deal with the problem. The Apostle Paul describes a period in his life when he was dealing with many conflicting selves. In Romans 7, 15, he said, What I will to do, I do not practice. And what I hate, that I do. Verse 19, the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Romans 7, 21, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? What Paul was saying was, I need to be delivered from myself. Has anybody out there been in a situation where one self was yelling, do it? The other self was yelling, don't do it? And you yourself were in the middle not knowing which way to go or what to do. If you've been there, say that, been that, done that. Yeah. Hallelujah. But Paul ended it all by saying, I thank God through Jesus Christ. For there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so God resolved his problem. But during one stage of his life, he was fighting with himself. I know you've heard the saying, watch yourself. You said it to yourself. I know you've heard the saying, he never found himself. He's trying to find himself. I'm sorry, I have not been myself lately. He's trying to get himself together. We've been saying some pretty profound things without really realizing how profound they really were. And I sense that there's great benefit in exploring this journey to ourselves. On his way to himself, this young man had to interact with many selves that each manifested their inability and their ineligibility to lead our lives. Some of these selves we got in us, we need to put them in their place and make sure they never take charge. First, there was the selfish self. Say the selfish self. That was the one that caused him to demand the inheritance in the first place. His father had labored to save and to accumulate all that he possessed. Now comes this younger son saying, Father, I don't want to wait until you die. Give me mine now. I don't care about your responsibilities. I don't care about the reduction in your assets. I don't care what happens to you or your household or your servants. Reduce your holdings by one-third. Give me my portion now. I'm out of here. And wisdom and practice in that day indicated that you did not give your money to your children until after your death. But this young, with his selfish, young man with his selfish self said, Father, as a youngest son, I'm entitled to one-third of everything you got. I want all my money now so I can leave. But this selfish self was a sign of an immature self. During infancy, early childhood, it's typical that we are self-centered. But as the years go by, 
people began to focus more as they mature on the good of others and on the needs of others. But a selfish, self-centered person in a church, in a family, in an organization jeopardizes and destroys that entity's chances for success. This is why the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. This selfish self led to the development of a proud self. And this proud self reasoned that if I got all this for nothing, then there must be something about me that's different from other people. If my father did this for me, I can expect the same from other folk. I deserve this kind of treatment. And you know, there's no shortage of that kind of mentality in the world today. So many people in their pride have an erroneous sense of entitlement. They feel that they've got a right to beg and borrow that that you labored and worked for. That they can get your money and go on a vacation while you take money that you had to use for your rent trying to help them out. Look at your neighbor and say, not so. In many ways, life is like a bank account. If you don't make any deposits, you don't have a right to make any withdrawals. Somebody help me preach today. Hallelujah. Book of Proverbs 16 and 18 says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So this young man in his pride was headed for trouble, but his proud self led to a deceived self. He who is his own counselor has a fool giving him advice. And Paul said in Galatians 6 and 3, if anyone think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. The young man had no abilities, no real resources of his own, no wisdom, no experience, and his lack of all these things showed up in his life a very short time later because he was deceived. And this deceived self led to a lustful self. He never had so much money in his pocket, in his hands before, knew nothing about the world and knew nothing about people. But his elder brother discovered what he did with almost all the money that came to him. He had spent all that money on women of the night. Check verse 30 and you'll see what he did with the money. He had no relationship with these women. He had no commitment from them or to them. They had used him and he had used them. They did not love him or care for him. He did not love them or care for them. They just wanted what he had. He was just another John to them. Their hearts were heavy. Their spirits were drained. And he only dehumanized them further. Listen, real respect and real commitment are the only real foundation for a lasting relationship. And marriage is the only meaningful haven for sexual involvement. If you find yourself just sleeping around and running around with everybody that you meet, you'll find your life so barren and so empty, so filled with trouble. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And so what he spent on these women was not his. It was his father's livelihood. And when the money was gone, the women were gone. How like that is our shallow human relationships. People show up in your life. You think they're going to be there forever. 
and before you know it, they're gone, they smile in your face, they stab you in the back, they abuse you, they misuse you. Child of God, if you let the love of God show forth in your heart, God will lead you to righteous, godly people. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? 1 John 2 and 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. How many of you know this world is not going to be here forever? This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. The angels beckoned me through heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Is there anybody here who believes in heaven? Is there anybody here who believes there is a part of you that will live on after this body has been buried in the grave? This young man lived a life that was dominated by appetite, desire, and by greed, and by passion. And these things related only to the physical man that he was. And the man did not stop to think that he was more than just a physical man. He was a spirit and he was a soul. Look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're not just a physical person. You've got a spirit and you've got a soul. Hallelujah. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and then loses his soul? How many of you are concerned about your soul? Clap your hands and praise God. And this lustful self led to a defeated, almost destroyed self. Because after a while, the young man's money ran out. Luke 15 and 14 says, But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. The Bible says in James 1.14, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. And when desire has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So this young man had followed the voices and the urging of all of these various selves that existed within him. And it's funny about these other selves. These selves are frequently devilishly empowered so that their influence is great and their voices are louder and stronger than the voice of the basic self. The devil knows if he can hush the cry of your spirit, if he can bind and deceive your spirit, then he can defeat you and place you in the hands of a destructive self. Why is it that wrong always yells louder than right? And the devil always screams with temptation and enticements for us. But the voice of the Spirit speaks soft. But though the Spirit speaks softly, you need to obey the Holy Ghost. Come on. Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 28, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. When he had spent all, he began to be in want. 
And the Bible says he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. That citizen sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. That citizen represents the devil. The devil is the enemy of our spirit, and the devil always strives to drag us down into the low places of life. And so many, by their obedience to the devil, join themselves to him. But what you need to know is the devil does not love you. The devil only gives you enough bait to hook you and drag you to destruction. The devil is a roaring lion who goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to destroy you and bring you down to nothing. He's so mad that he never has an opportunity to enjoy the pleasure of heaven that he wants to make sure that he keeps as many folk from going there as he possibly can. But how many of you know the devil is a liar? If the devil is talking, the devil is a liar, and he was a liar from the beginning. But there is another self. There's another self that I want to discuss. In Romans 6, 16, the Bible says, Do you know that to whom you present yourself servants to obey, his slaves you are whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, are of obedience leading unto righteousness. I want to talk about the core person. I want to talk about the real you. I want to talk about the most important you. I want to talk about the you that you've got to deal with, the you that talks to you about all your other selves. I want to talk about the self that has to live on and all the selves must die. The self that gives inner peace and inner direction and fulfillment. I want to talk about the self that's supposed to take charge of your life and be in control of all the other selves that are a part of your existence. I call that self the human spirit. Say that after me, the human spirit. The human spirit should lead because it has the longest perspective because the spirit lives not only in time but it lives also in eternity. It should lead because it has the fewest earthly distractions. The spirit should lead because all the other selves exist for the benefit of the spirit. The spirit should lead because it's least prone to error, least prone to addiction, and least prone to deception. The spirit ought to lead because it's going to be left when all the other selves cease to exist. When this body has returned to the death, when the body has returned to the dust, and when all life has left this body, my spirit is still going to live on. And Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when Paul came to that self, the Bible says he came to himself. When he came to that self, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to despair? And I'm dying out here with hunger. Hallelujah. My father's servants are doing fine. I was his son, and I was doing fine until I left home. And now, though I'm his son, I'm in degradation. I'm in poverty. I'm in hunger. He said, look. Look, look what you've got yourself into. When he came to himself, he said, listen, my father's servants have bread and despair, and I'm perishing out here. I will get up, and I'm going back home. I'm going to go to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against heaven, and I've sinned against you. 
and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me one of your hired servants. Listen, he quickened and hastened the journey by allowing himself to take charge of his life. When he came to his real self, his self said, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to be in this predicament. You don't have to go through what you're going through. You have a father who loves you, a father who takes real good care of you. Go back to your father, hallelujah, and tell him you've sinned and you want to be forgiven and you want to serve him. Child of God, I just come by to tell somebody, you don't have to live like you're living. God still loves you. God still cares about you. And your life can be different from what it is right now. When he came to that cell, he went back home, got himself up out of the hog pen, and started back toward home. When he got near the home, he began to be very tired, very weary. But his father saw him while he was a great way off. Listen, some of you feel like you are a great way off. But I just came by to tell you, God sees you. God knows all about you. Be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will take care of you. Beneath his arms and wings of love abide. God will take care of you. Listen, if you want to hasten the journey to yourself, start by, with, by dealing with the basic self. Start dealing with your spirit. Start with the one that would lead you out of the trouble that the other selves would lead you into. Your lustful self, your deceived self, your proud self can only get you in trouble. But what you need to do is start with the self that would ask the other selves. After that, what? I know when you let your lustful self take charge of your life, you find yourself in a whole lot of things that really end up being very empty and very meaningless. You end up hating and being hated. You end up being divided and separated from those that are around you. You end up with your life in confusion and your life in trouble. And so your spirit would say to that lustful self, after you get through, what? And your lustful self would have to say nothing. We'll just do the same thing over again. But your spirit would say, no, I'm not interested in doing the same thing over and over again. I need God. I need salvation. I need the spirit of God to sustain me. I need more than a few moments of fun. I need more than the pleasure of the world. I need more than the companionship of the wicked for people in the world will smile in your face and stab you in the back. They'll smile in your face and leave you by yourself. And so I need God. Would you raise your hand and say, I need God. Hallelujah. And so what you need to do is put your spirit self in charge and then bring all your other selves and cause them to bow down to the spirit of, God, uh, spirit of man. And then let that main spirit go to God and bow down before God. The Bible says in Luke 9 and 23, if anyone desires to come after me, 
Let him deny himself. Tell two people you got to deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me. For the Bible says whoever desires to save his life will lose his life. And whoever loses his life for my sake shall save his life. And what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I don't want to gain things on this earth and lose my relationship with God. So I'm going to put my spirit in charge. I'm going to submit all of my other selves to my spirit and all of us are going to go before God and we're going to fall before God and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. None of the help I know if you withdraw yourself from me. Where, oh, where shall I go? Listen, if you build up your spirit and make your spirit strong, then your spirit will take charge. But if you build up the flesh and let the flesh have leadership in your life, then the flesh will take charge. But I'm going to build up my spirit on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to reach out to God himself and say, Lord, fill me with your power and with your anointing. How many of you want the presence of the Lord to be in your life? Fill me so I can walk right. Fill me so I can talk right. Fill me so I can do your will. Help me to say yes. The more you say yes, the greater comes the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. The more you say yes, the higher you go, the stronger you become. There is a place called yes. If you get in that place, you'll have the blessing and power of the Lord in your life. Let the word of God be rich in your life. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are holy, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, meditate on these things. Seek God's will. Seek God's way. Meditate on the things of God. Meditate on prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we don't carry everything, everything to God in prayer. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, take it to the Lord in prayer. I don't care how rough it is. I don't care how tough it is. If you pray about it, God will show up, strengthen your spirit, give you control over your life. Meditate on the word of God. For the Bible says, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Meditate on the word of God. Seek the power of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God in your life. I heard Brother Jude say, but you, beloved, building up yourself 
on your most holy thing. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes when you don't know what to say, you just need to speak in tongues. The wandering power of God. You need to let the Holy Ghost come in and take over. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost. For the Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the world. When I'm weak, when I can hardly make it, when I'm almost ready to wave the white flag and throw in the towel, the Holy Ghost shows up. Does anybody know anything about the Holy Ghost showing up? Show up, Holy Ghost. Show up in your power. Lord, keep me by your might, by your power. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. Yes. Hallelujah. The young man got up. The young man got up, started back home, said, I'm going back home. God is calling somebody. Come on back home. Come on back to Jesus. Come on back to the Lord. You once knew the Lord long ago. Somehow you drifted away, but God is still calling. Come on back home. What you thought you were going to get, what you thought you were going to experience, you've experienced everything but that. But in God, there's joy. In God, there's peace. In God, there's everything you need. Come on over here. The table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Is anybody here glad that you made it back home? Tell two people, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I made it back home. Yes. Oh, praise it. I'm so glad Jesus is in my life again. Come on and praise him. Praise him. The young man. The young man started back home. He left that far country. Hallelujah, but he was still a long way from home. Somebody here today is still a long way from home. He struggled and he walked. He was about to fall and falter. He might not have made it back home, but the Bible says while he was a great way off, his father saw him. And when his father saw him, he didn't wait for his son to make it to him. The father ran to his son. And if you can't get to God, I'm so glad God is able to get to you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, if you can't get to God, God can get to you. I'm so glad God got to me. Reach way down, pick me up, turn my life around, set me free. And I'm so glad God has gotten to you. Reach out, touch him in the name of Jesus. Reach out, take his hand. It's all right, it's all right. The Father is here and he loves you like you've never been loved. The Father ran to him 
took him back home, said, put a ring on his hand, put sandals on his feet, put a robe on his back. My son was dead, but now he's alive. My son was lost, and now he's found. He got to him. And if you can't get to God, God can get to you. But another thing I love about him, I love the fact that God gives us another chance. The father gave his son another chance. Son, you messed up. Son, you failed me. Son, you wasted my money. Son, you broke my heart. But I love you still, and I'm going to give you another chance. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm so glad that God gave me another chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. He gave me, he gave me a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. I let him down. I turned away, but he put his arms around me and gave me another chance. I don't know why he loved me. I don't know why he cared for me. I don't know why he sacrificed his life, but I'm glad, I'm glad somebody ought to help me and praise him because he gave you a second chance. Yes! I was rich, I was undone, I deserved to die, but God gave me a second chance. I messed up, I was a mess, but God gave me a second chance. I went my way, thought my own thoughts, but God gave me a second chance. Testify to three people and tell them God gave me a second chance. If you're glad about it, praise him. Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody I'm glad. Tell him I'm glad that God brought me to myself. Come on, tell him I'm glad that God brought me to myself. I was a wretch, I was undone, I was confused, but God reached out and touched my life. If you're glad about it, help me praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every time I think about the goodness of the Lord, every time I think about what the Lord has done for me, every time I think about the fact that he reached way down and changed my life, I just got to praise him. I just got to thank him. Yes!
Stand up, everybody, give God praise. Stand up, everybody, and give God praise. Stand up and worship the Lord and glorify Him. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Yourself, your spirit, is the most valuable thing you have. More valuable than silver, no, more valuable than gold. Long after your body has decayed, your spirit must live on. Life is but a period, a phase, a short segment of the long line of eternity. Throughout eternity, we will either be in heaven or we will be in hell. The soul that sinneth shall die. But the gift of God is eternal life, life forever. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose himself? Don't lose your soul. Don't lose yourself. There's an eternity for you to spend in the presence of God. All you got to do is just say, Lord, take charge of my life. Forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus is Lord, the Son of God, that he died for me and rose again from the dead. I give my life to Jesus. That's all you've got to do. And eternal life will be yours. The Spirit of the Lord is in this room today. Take care of yourself. Whatever you do, make sure you put yourself in his hands and all of your other selves submitted and surrendered to the power and presence of Almighty God. Somebody wants to be saved today. Somebody wants their sins forgiven. I want to pray for you. I want you to know the Lord that I know, the Savior who died for your sins and who rose again from the dead. I want to know the one who will take charge of your eternity. Forever and ever, you'll be with the Lord. When we've been there 10,000 years, we'll have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. If you're here today and you want to be saved, you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, you want to take care of yourself, I want to pray for you and I'll pray for you right where you stand, right where you are. Your life can be changed and Jesus will come into your life and you'll never, ever again be the same. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If that's you, lift that hand. Preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. I want things to be well between me and the Lord. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to see God's face in peace. I want my spirit to be ferried into the presence of Almighty God and that I'll live with God throughout all eternity. If that's you, lift up that hand. Lift it high.
I want to pray for you. Five more of you, quickly lift those hands. Do not I pray for every uplifted hand. By your grace, you brought us into this house. We praise you for your goodness. Praise you for your mercy. Praise you for that one, dear Lord, whose heart you've touched. They don't want to die out there in the hog pen. They want to be with you, Lord, forever and forever. They want your word to be the God of their lives. Save them, Lord. Everybody repeat this prayer after me, dear Lord. I'm sorry for my sins. Sorry for what I've done. Sorry for what I've been. I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me. I believe he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus. I accept Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I'm saved. I thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven. I thank you, Lord. I've got new life. Praise God. Praise God. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. And with that short prayer, your life has been entrusted into the hands of Jesus Christ. Eternity and salvation is yours. Come on, let's praise God for it. <laughs>